Welcome to Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Carlos, my man, it's uh, it's good to be back with you. It's been it's been a minute. It's been a few weeks. I don't know. It feels like six months. How you doing? Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. New phone. Who dis? Who, who are you again? I don't know. It's been it's been you know I don't know, man. How you been? I've been good. I've been good, man. I've been listening to to a fantastic podcast on Freep.com called Free Press Sports with Sean and Mark Hellauer. It was really good. Um, take a listen. Uh, you can find it wherever you find your podcast. Rate it. Subscribe. Leave leave them a comment. Um, yeah, man. Good. I've been I've I've been had had some time off. You had some time off. So uh, how have you been? Oh, that, by the way, you and Jeff are fun too. It just gave me the idea that Jeff Rieger, of course, who filled in for me the week before, which is easy to do, obviously. Uh, you guys had a really fun show to listen to, and um, it just thinks I, I think well, maybe Jeff Rieger and Mark Fahauer should just take over. <laughs> we find our replacements. Yeah, can we can we can we save an FTE that way? I don't know. I'd be uh, <laughs> I'd be uh, I mean, they probably don't need much, right? I don't know. But a Jeff's couple got of, a farting uh, Tesla. He doesn't need uh, anything else. Yeah, a couple of sandwiches, and and they'd be good. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and they, sure. yeah, they can they can take over. How was your holiday, man? It was good. It was very very busy, very uh, packed with uh, with our family and our kids in town, and busy. I I told our uh, our boss I did so much. Like I kept so busy during uh, my time off for a week that I was like, I need to go back to work to get to to get a break and to relax a little bit more. So that's was funny. Fun. I, I felt I felt the same way on our force breaks. Um, <laughs> I mean, let's just say what they are, right? <laughs> our our uh, our colleagues are spreading that all over Twitter. No, no, no. I I felt the same way. I I think I had the week off before you did. And um, I don't. It was super busy, and I just thought, God, I want to I want to take a a vacation where it's you know <laughs> is watching the terminator, terminator and, uh, three, best one. And, and holiday movies all week yeah no for sure uh, well i'm glad you're back man and um thank you i don't know if you paid attention to the sports world while you were gone i know i tried to leave you alone i made the mistake of not even texting you on uh on christmas because you were still on your break so to speak. Yeah, you were you were like, I'm not gonna, I don't I want to respect your time off. Like saying Merry Christmas to a friend is not violating track or anything like that. No, that's true. But you know, you know, it gets a little um well, we don't need to we don't need to get into that. It's just good to have you back. It's good to see your face. I know the listeners out there can't see, but you look you're looking good. You're looking good. Okay, now I'm looking good, but I'm not good because I have a bone to pick with you. I want to get this, it's been bothering me. Since last week, and I have to get it off my chest. Okay, all right, let's go. Okay, let's so go. last week in your podcast with Mark Fellauer, you said that me and maybe the other host of Soul of Detroit, we quote like ourselves a little too much on the surface. So I want to clarify this. I don't like myself too much. I love myself, Sean. Okay. Okay. Let me let me tell you this. So I, I no so longer. I yeah, That's I no longer I have right. birthdays, okay? I have the week of Carlos. I celebrate all things Carlos in mid-August, okay? Um you know, I'm not I'm not one of these one of these tortured souls, I'm not going to name who's racked with uh self-doubt and uh maybe maybe might describe himself as the happiest depressed person he knows. Um <laughs> yeah, no no no, I enjoy all that things That wasn't about me. Myself. That was a former sports editor. Yeah, really. but you've embraced it. You've you've appropriated Gene Myers' no, great No, I uh, just I just it came into my mind that was that was pretty funny. Yeah, so my, Mike Elric and I, you know, we love ourselves. We don't like ourselves, okay? I just don't know how deep that is. You know what I mean? I I question that a little bit, especially with with Mr. Elric. Um uh, with you, it's a little fuzzier. But uh, I'm getting how there. deep is your love, like the Bee Gees? Oh, yeah, you're, how deep is your self love? How deep is your self love? You can't you love yourself, Sean. Who can you love? That's the that's the question. Um, I think it's easier to love other people than to love yourself for a lot of people. You know what I mean? Although the, way, the, the idea is, if you, you can't do that if you don't love yourself first, I, I I think that's hogwash. Okay, one more thing I have to get off my chest, and then we can continue with the show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, on Jeanette, Queen of the World. I'm sorry. Uh. One little thing is the World Cup. All the the two things about the World Cup you guys brought up last week, all the hoo-ha about the World Cup, blah, blah, blah. Such a great game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. 
Well, first, let me let me I'll just start off with this. That you guys are calling it the greatest game ever in the World Cup yeah, history. Is such a yeah, no, BS. Okay. Argentina almost choked that game away with like 10, 15 minutes, whatever. Only the referee knows how much time is left. Horrible. And then they go to penalty kicks. And when I used to play soccer back in the day, had a we had a, a championship game in my adult soccer league, adult level, you know, soccer league. We're playing championship game. We have to go to PKs. One of our best player just goes to the sideline, grabs his gear, he's walking off, and his name was Stewart. And people are yelling, and I'm like, what are you doing? Where are you going? And he just says, penalty kicks aren't soccer. He just packs his gear, gets in his car, and leaves. It's such a horrible way to decide. I mean, you pay, you're playing kickball keep away for 90 minutes, and then you go to penalty kicks. I mean, extra time and all that stuff. Penalty kicks. You cannot, that's just stupid. You cannot, like, why not have a field goal kicking contest? There's just, you know what? You play till you drop, okay? This penalty kicks. Ugh. Anyway, yeah, all right. No, so, no. And then and I love how you said you couldn't watch it because you were in the press box. Like, you didn't, you obviously didn't get my Betamax uh, VCR that I sent you for Christmas. So you could, no, the, um, the press box was glued to the last bit of it right up to the game. It was funny, you know, going from, uh, to that to the Jets, Lions or whatever game you want to pick on a Sunday afternoon or early Sunday afternoon. Well, why are you worried about penalty kicks? Hockey has a, a penalty system, right? In the college That's for fo- regular season games, not in the playoffs and the playoffs. No, right. In, co- in college football, they, um, you, you, the overtime, you, you have to go 25 yards. So that's, that's kind of truncated in a way. I don't know. I don't really care about that. I, I don't know whether it was the greatest sporting event or not. I just, an awful lot of the world, um, Took an awful lot of pleasure out of that game with a couple of teams with a lot of talent and two of the more transcendent soccer players in the you know last uh, Have twenty you years. Ever or watched whatever. Mbappe or Messi ever actually play in the no, whole game? I, well, yeah, of course I've seen Messi play a whole game. So Other than I, FIFA soccer on EA Sports, I, I, I no, I've that. seen Messi play. I've not seen Mbappe play that much, but you you don't need to see him play to to see that. I mean, how thrilling a player is and how quick and fast and. You can see why people love him, change the direction, all that, the footwork. And then Messi's uh, kind of runs. Yeah, you can see. I mean, I've watched plenty of that. It's just um, everything at stake, too, in the World Cup, I guess, right, in France and Argentina, whole countries. And You saw the footage, right, afterwards of the celebration in Argentina? I yeah. mean, just, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I, you would never get that excited about anything unless you are, I guess, standing in front of a mirror with your shirt off. <laughs> admiring yourself i guess see you agree with me i love myself yeah no i don't i don't think that i think that's not love that's vanity <laughs> it's different you know? it's the same thing come on i think our producer would uh would agree he's got his hand his hand in his uh his palm right now his face <laughs> he's in his face palm, palming he's yeah. becoming an emoji a, a live emoji yeah so anything else you want to you want to get off your chest no I mean, that's uh, it I think people that truly, truly, truly loves themselves aren't that defensive, but, um, you know, (laughs) and had been waiting this long, but that's all right. We, we, we're not here to put you on the couch. It's not my job. It's not my responsibility. I, uh, I, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just gonna, you know, Hey, love you from a safe distance and, uh, and respect you. And that's, and that's what we're going to do. What are we talking about today, man? We got the lions, right? We had the lions. We, we had to we, talk about your lions. We had like six, seven weeks of uh, people were all of a sudden going crazy, loving this team and uh, crying. Unbelievable. And then in one afternoon, everybody's like, oh, yeah, the heck with them. Screw them. I would say more, but we're, this is a family podcast, right? So <laughs> <laughs> what, what, the, what the heck happened in, uh, in Charlotte? And, did, and surely you were on social media and you've heard, you know, you're part of this community. You've heard some of the reaction. You ever seen it just come crashing down like that? All I, this I, goodwill, I stayed, just boom. I try to stay away from that as much as possible. I was kind of sports and lines free for the most part. Um, uh, no, I mean you knew you knew that if they lost, you know what though. Here's the thing: is is you know this was 
you know, that, that is one day where I kind of wish I was writing because I would have been the antidote to what you wrote. Um, you were you were just hugging Detroit once again, embracing the fan base, which is really your two sons. But when you talk about the fans, um, but giving the emotional salve to the city of Detroit is only you can do, Sean. This was an inexcusable loss, inexcusable loss. The Bears and the Packers that they lost to them, division opponents, anything can happen. More understandable. That, that was horrible to lose, to lose and to lose that way. Because, you know, it's so hard to play Charlotte, North Carolina. What a what a Thunderdome Bank of America stadium is down there. You know, I mean, that was just that was embarrassing. And Dave Briquette gave him a bunch of F's and they deserved it. You know, I mean, that was they they almost didn't show up getting run over and drug around the field. Couldn't stop the run. And I was it wasn't like we lost. what they lost by a little bit. They just got manhandled. They were never in that game. Well, no, yeah, they, I mean, they were and they weren't, right? They, uh, they, it, what's interesting to me, or a few things about this, and I, um, and I'm trying to remember because I wrote a couple of columns, I can't remember which one was which. And the first one, yeah, I, I agree with you. I wrote that there was the worst performance of the season and, and, um, they weren't ready. I think this is part of the process. But did you bit. assign blame? Didn't, besides just saying the obvious, did you assign blame? Oh, you mean, you mean, besides, you mean besides the coach? Yeah, it was I everybody. Mean, yeah, who? It was the coach and their young team. I think this is part of the process a little bit. I actually think, to your point about you know how Charlotte's not some great atmosphere, I actually think the atmosphere worked against them because the stadium had no life at all. It was absolutely dead. And um, and this is part of it, you, you, you know. Part of being professional, part of being really good, and part of being con- is being consistent. And there are going to be w- weekends or games or whatever you want to say where you got to come up with it yourself. And they couldn't, yeah. and they and they didn't. And to me, that was the biggest lesson of all. I think b- between the weather and and I don't mean cold making it hard to play. I just mean the the cold making it lifeless, and then the half empty stadium. It was it was just kind of um, I, I, look. It's 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 a basketball area, <laughs> you know, and, and it's a NASCAR and, area. That too, eh, that that too. But um, and they will support a winner like any place will. But um, there was so little juice in that stadium, and Carolina brought their own, and Detroit didn't. And it really wasn't any more complicated than than that. And that's a huge. That's a big lesson, and um, and so how 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 do you uh, how do you prepare a team for that? How do you make sure that doesn't happen? Um, you know, maybe Dan Campbell didn't didn't quite know the team as as, as well as he thought he did, and he's gonna and he and the staff had to figure some things out. The players obviously took responsibility too, and they should, but um, but yeah, you know, I don't think anybody saw that coming, right? No, they did not recover. I'm curious what you think, Carlos. That fumble, the when the Ragno Frank Ragno and Jared Goff botched the exchange, when they were probably about to go score a touchdown, it was inside the ten. I think it was on first down too, and they go up fourteen to seven. There, you wonder if it changes the psychology and g- gives them some of that juice, and uh, and it's a different game or at least a bit of a shootout, or or not. I don't know. Maybe it was just inevitable that they weren't going to figure out the run fits, but. Um, but what does that say, though, that that one fumble in the first quarter can completely change the mental of the game and it snowballs from there? I mean, how fragile is a team if that happens? I don't, I don't know about that. That that you know, it changes everything. But but certainly that's something we hadn't seen really from them making. You know, and how many tip passes were there? You know, uh, you know the 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 missed assignments. The I mean, when you keep when you keep getting you know, um, gouged like this in the run game. When they, when a team does something to you over and over again, they keep exploiting something that speaks to, to a deeper level of, of a problem. It's not just something weird or bad luck or SOL or whatever you want to call it. It's, a, it's just not one no, little thing. I mean, SOL. There were so many things, you know, in this game that just, it, it, it didn't seem like what we'd seen the previous six weeks. Um, or all season, I argued. I mean, I, I thought it was their worst ever of the year. They Other than New England, and even that, and look, in New England, it was 6 nothing at the half, so they were at least somewhat competitive in that game. They weren't competitive. From the minute that fumble happened, right. Charlotte went 90 yards, 92 yards, yeah. whatever, right away. Detroit went, I don't remember if it was three and out or 
six and out or whatever it was. But um, yeah, they they punted and then Charlotte took the took a twenty one seven lead. That was it. It was back to back drives and 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 that was it. The linebackers couldn't get off their blocks. There was very little penetration up front on the defensive line, right? Yeah, and they couldn't run the ball. That's though has been actually kind of a, a sneaky issue That's for the last three, three, four weeks. Yeah, they haven't been able to run a ball, but um, not like they were anyway. Just remember but, this: when I'm when I'm advocating for them to draft a running back really high, you want you want a guard. Just remember that that you know how bad this run. No, this run I'm game is. I'm with you. No, we've talked about this before. I'm with you. Uh, I think they could absolutely use a running back. Jamal Williams is a good short yardage back, and um, and he's good for the team in a lot of ways. And you know, I think they'd want to keep him. But um, they need somebody that can. They need an explosive runner who's going to be a little bit more reliable. Yeah, and I hate to say that because both of us, uh, you know, respect DeAndre Swift and his abilities. He just Why do you need to say that? Who cares? What's the what's the He had men on the stay healthy. They're they're players. They're just players. They're just dudes. They're just you know. I mean, you got to move on from them. You can't be emotional. You can't. You know, yeah, you might like a guy, whatever, but who cares? I mean, he's not, DeAndre Swift is not getting the job done. He's not the player that they thought he was going to be. You know, no, they got to move on from him. No, and Jamal Williams, I don't know. I mean, you think they want to keep him because they like him in many ways, but, you know, he's really great in the red zone. Is he going to want to go to free agency? Is he going to want to test the market? Is he, you know, someone will probably want to pay him more. Well, yeah, if it becomes, if it, you know, just getting out of crunch of the numbers for sure. But, um, no, it was just, it was just a, a weird effort in that, um, and then you just weren't ready to compete. And then they did not compete. And, um, and that fumble, if it doesn't happen and they take the lead, maybe they find the compete level and they stumble into it. And it's sort of, uh, we were talking about repeating accidental success before we started recording. <laughs> and maybe they, they kind of get lucky that way. And that does because games can change that way. You know, teams sure. can, sure. They can, you can build your own kind of weird momentum that way. Not weird, but just momentum. And, but the idea that they would play like that, I think was stunning to be honest with you. We've not seen was- that. All you, we haven't seen that once this Against season. Against the Panthers, yeah. Well, no, no, for sure. Well, they'd won three or four, I think, coming in, but uh, they'd had a bad home loss to Pittsburgh the week before. So, no, Man, I just Sam Darnold, come on. I just think, yeah, who looked great here? He is feathering and dropping, dropping. That is that is this. SOL, man. That is SOL. Making some of the, the passes he quarterback threw. look like a Did Hall of Famer. No, but it wasn't just they were making him look like some of those throws are like over the shoulder on the edge of the side. Like, oh, yeah. What? Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he saved I mean? it for the Lions. <laughs> it was, I mean, at some point, that's the thing because they were running, they were gouging him on the ground, and all of a sudden, Darnold's dropping dimes in in a way you never see him do so that was like that that part of it might have been the same old lions right well remember his first game right against the lions in fort field he like thrashed him like he just looked like the for the jets he looked like, like a hall of a future hall of famer and maybe he just reached back and accessed that moment again yeah i think that's what was so disappointing for um you could just feel that you could feel the whole state sink right i mean just because people have been had not been this excited about this team in a long, long time. And so to have that performance against that team and the holidays and here, you're thinking, okay, yeah. maybe maybe you lose to Green Bay on the road. You understand that, right? But um part of the Bears at home. Yeah, but yeah. but to not but I think the biggest thing, Carlos, to me, um again, be curious what you think, but the not to have the momentum, not to have another week of that that feel good stuff that these people were I shouldn't say these people. The, the folks that surround us, your in this kids, community. your kids, your children, no, 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 no. two then, sons. Yeah. That, I think that's what, that's what was, um, so and your friend Amy in the basement, that was what was so dispiriting. I think to so, to so many is that they thought this run would, you know, I don't, they weren't expecting the playoffs. Necessarily, know, you want to keep it going. You, you, yeah. hope, you're, everybody's hoping like, Oh, is this, is this ride going to continue? Is it going to, are they going to win out that, you know, and no, I don't think anybody expected them to lose to the Panthers. So, um, yeah, but I think I think next week for the Bears game, people be excited again. They're not eliminated yet, so um, that it'll continue. Yeah, and then and then we got some news um, with the with the Jets that uh, White is back, right? And Zach Wilson's been, I think, third string now, even behind Joe Flacco. And the New York Jets are playing at Seattle, so that helps with the Jets' defense. Now, and it's a road game; you got to go across the country, but uh, 
but have a white have a white back at quarterback helps. If you're if you're gonna start looking at all the little things that might help the Lions get to the playoffs, everybody's what, everybody's a Mike White fan suddenly. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's 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 true. So the future right. of the Lions franchise hinges on Mike White. They're not mathematical. Football yeah. player, not the White Lotus uh, creator. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the second season. Yeah, no. So we, we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll see. You're right. They're not quite out though, Carlos. I just think I think it was shocking to see the effort because I think that's one thing that has endeared this team to to the fan base this season is the effort has been has been yep. there. And it's not that they didn't try. It's just that for whatever reason they couldn't find the competitive level. And um and that's and that's a lesson. It also goes to show you, Carl, again, I don't know if you agree with this, but the margin for error, right? That's why you can't start one and six because yep. most teams are going to have a stink bomb. Yeah. At some point yeah. in the season. They were what they go 13 game four, 50, 14 games, 15 games without really having one. And they finally had one. And it usually is going to happen. So you can't start one at six. It's not advisable. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, this is part of, and, you know, you mentioned it, I think, but just uh, in your columns is, you know, it's part of a team growing. You know, it's part of a, it's, it's not, it's, and, you know, we can't remember, we can't forget that it's also not a linear path. It's not like, okay, they're just going to, the stock's just going to keep rising level the whole time. And then next year, they're going to start off where they, you know, pick up where they, where they left off. And there's going to be bumps in the road. There's going to be dips and regressions. And, you know, you, your, your schedule's thrown off and you're playing in a, unfamiliar environment and the coaches don't get your players ready and they don't know how to stop the bleeding once it hits that, you know, there's all these little things yep. that happen playing on the road. And, you know, that's part of a, you know, for the coaching staff, it's as well as the players learning how to not do that, not to have such a letdown. And the, the biggest thing, obviously with this kind of team is, well, you know, even though they're looking better and they're they're they've made some strides, um, you know, Good teams don't let this happen. Good teams, you know, experienced and it's part of experience. You know, they don't let, they don't just not show up when everything's unavailable or they have to win out. You don't lose this kind of game this way. So it's a, it's a learning moment for them. And hopefully maybe, you know, they, they learn from this next year. Yeah. Then, yeah. Or, or I would argue these next two weeks, right? I mean, it'll be a little easier to get up. I would imagine that. The crowd will be pretty good for Chicago, wouldn't you think? I mean, um, oh yeah, lots of Bears fans. Yeah, sure. Well, I would think. Uh, I think the crowd would still be pretty good, but yeah, to me, they got to learn that this this because if they if they do show this this next couple of weeks, the same kind of uh, effort that they showed against Charlotte, then that'll be that'll be an issue. By the way, Campbell was Dan Campbell was just kind of he was in shock at, almost in the post game. Yeah, he didn't seem as he was it, like this. We got what we deserved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he was just kind of, he was, yeah, he was just, he did not see that coming at all. Just the, the I mean, they benched Jeff Okuda, right? In yeah. The, in the, can in they the fire Aubrey, Can they, wasn't again, or is that, is that too late? <laughs> that, that, that's funny, that's funny. I think when you, that, can, that was the thing, right, the whole week, I mean, or the whole game, when you're getting manhandled the whole game, you're not really in this game. You know, it's like, you. he's had two and a half hours to accept what, was going to happen and yeah and like we said i mean it wasn't just that they weren't in the right fits for the run game which you know carolina set records or whatever running for whatever 300 and whatever yards but um the linebackers they weren't shedding blocks it was right yeah i mean the 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 young guys were out of position for sure yeah anzalone really struggled and he'd been playing some some good ball it just was all right yeah it was just it was a combination of a lot of things and i don't know we'll see they they still have a chance to get to to nine wins, it won't be easy, especially beating Green Bay on the road. But um, they need help. What do, you th- what do you think if they get the nine wins, don't make the playoffs? How would you cons- looking back? How would you consider the season? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, a success, really. I mean, you have to, you know, nine wins, whether they came early or late. You know, that's going from three and a half wins last year. I mean, that's that's dramatic, and it's not only just the win total, but how they got there, what they've done. You know, and I think there is, there's always going to be a bias as far as if you win those games late, you know, it speaks to, oh, they're improving, they're learning, you know, there's always going to be that bias. They didn't regress or weren't, you know, so I think you, you have to give them a lot of credit for that. Um, you know, I, 
even if even if they don't, even if they win the next, they lose the next two games, um, they still have made strides. You know, I mean, it's it's undeniable. This team looks different. It's playing different. For sure, I'm with you. And um, I don't know if you have some more Lions thoughts. We can talk about it after the break. I know you want to talk about your Michigan Wolverines. I, I the only one thing I wanted to go back yet again another another bone to pick. My last thing was you guys were all going off on this whole you and Mark about Caldwell and nine and seven and this Bob Quinn wanted to hire Matt Patricia. That's why he fired him. He was looking for any excuse. He probably could have won ten games and they would have fired him. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember talking about Caldwell. Yeah, you guys talked a lot about Caldwell and the black readers were unhappy with you, Sean. And, and was it, uh, would it have been fair, you know, if he wasn't, you know, black, would he have gotten a different shake and he was boring the gentleman coach and you guys went off. You don't remember this in the pot. You should listen. No, I, I remember that. No, I do remember that. I do remember the, uh, you guys were just wondering if he wasn't black, would he have gotten the, you know, like he was Bob Quinn wanted to hire Matt Patricia the minute he could. So he was going to look for any excuse and all this. Everybody's like, Oh, nine and seven wasn't good enough. Well, it's like, he was trying to hire Matt Patricia. That was the whole reason. Yeah, I don't know that he wanted Matt Patricia from the start. I mean, he was there what, two years, two years, three years. Yeah, there, there might have been. Do you might not remember this whole thing of how they used to take road trips together, scouting trips? No, but wasn't he interested in what he interested about. in Vrabel? He was interested in Mike Vrabel, too. I mean, I think it was just a Patriot uh, or somebody he was familiar with. I don't know. It had to be Patricia. They were going to do the Patriots. That was, that's what the whole plan was. Yeah, but not necessarily Patricia until later. But Patricia was the hot, hot candidate. He was uh, eventually, yeah. It wasn't maybe when he first took over, but um, no, he was the hottest candidate when he when he got hired, and yeah, been, that year. But he'd been there and for even a the year years. before that. He was everybody was like, he's the next head coach. He's the next head coach, and he was waiting. No, it for, was a, it was a completely legitimate question to ask about Caldwell based on the history of the NFL, right? I mean, I, for for black readers to want to no, it was ask that question. That was the reason he got fired. It had nothing to do with him. No, but that's a fair question enough. for the for the Lions fans to have, for for Lions fans to ask that question. Of course, it's a fair question. No, it's not. It, it was it, obvious why he why he fired Paul. It had nothing to do with who he was or not good enough or whatever. And it was all smokescreen just to hire his buddy. Well, that may have been true that he wanted to hire him, but I'm just saying that for readers to ask that question, it's completely fair. No, I guess they can ask it. I mean. All right. I mean, based on history, I mean, you know, they just, this, these things don't happen in a vacuum. There's a reason people would think that in the first place, right? I mean, it's right. We got a messy society. That's why. In any case, uh, let's talk more about that. Maybe not the messiness so much, although if you want to, that's fine. I know you want to talk about your Michigan Wolverines. And if you want to relitigate anything from uh, <laughs> last week's podcast, that's true. By the way, um, I'm trying to think here. It's no, the Festivus. It's the Festivus in me. Okay. Okay. More well, airing yeah, agreements. Let's take it. Let's uh let's take a quick break. It's just gone on way too long. We <laughs> should just stop the show. I think that'd be even better right now. But uh but no, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with more free press sports with Carlos and Sean. Welcome back to Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Carlos, any more any more grievances? Any more uh things you want to relitigate? Any more? No, any nothing more, yet. Uh, Maybe in the next segment. Any any more stuff you have to offer out there to to show that you? I don't know. I don't even want to say it, man, because I do love you, and I know you can't help yourself. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I just hey, the floor is yours, man. It's always yours. I mean, you no, know, man. I, you guys had a good podcast. It uh, it riled me up. So I wanted I wanted to. To uh, bring you guys back to reality and keep you guys honest, so yeah. No, there's, there's your reality isn't reality though. That's the problem. Yeah. No, but seriously, anything else you want to? You want to? Uh, well, you we're going to talk about Michigan. I, I want. I did want to bring up the whole thing where you, you had. There, there's, there's. They say there's no such thing as a dumb question, but you asked a really dumb question of Mark last week when you were talking about Michigan and. Uh, him being a Michigan fan and, and, uh, do you, you guys, uh, you know, in the championship, who do you, do you want to play Georgia or Ohio state? And I think you mentioned the cash. That's not a dumb question. That's that a is question a dumb that's, question. That's, that's, it's a dumb question because Mark answered it. He answered a question because he said, he was like, what, what are you talking about? Of course you want to be at Ohio state twice. If you're a Michigan fan, like you think in 20 years that they, if they win the national championship, you think in 20 years, 
Michigan fans are going to be looking back and saying, oh, man, remember when we beat that Kirby Smart Georgia team for the title? Oh, now imagine if they beat Ohio. That is going to be we, – we won a national championship beating Ohio State twice. That's going to be no, this legendary moment the in Michigan that's football not history. The you're not you're, – you're, once again, you do this all the time. You do this in your columns, okay. unfortunately, too. But the, the point is what's what brings the, the greater risk? Nobody cares if you lose to Georgia. I mean, whatever. They'll, no, they'll be no. bombed. But if they lose to Ohio State in the national game, that's that the title game. That's for eternity. That's all time that that, that <laughs> fan base will have, just like it's the other way. I mean, if you were to beat them, then you would have that over them. And if I'm not mistaken, Jeff Rieger, who actually is a Michigan fan, made the same point to you in your podcast the week before, and you you don't understand that, which is shocking. But it's not that shocking because you didn't understand Lions fans until six weeks ago. You don't want to you don't want to lose to Iowa State, but the but the thrilling nature of I think that Rieger's not a Michigan fan. He's a Michigan football, a basketball fan. He's not a Michigan football fan. Fellhauer is a Michigan football fan. I think those guys, they smell blood in the water. They taste it. I've talked to more Michigan fans since then, football fans, and they want that. They, they, they're confident. They're, I think they're cocky. I think Michigan fans are cocky right now. And like, we want the Buckeyes and to handle them twice would be amazing honor as we you know, put our jackboots on their throats on the way to the, you know, winning the championship game. I mean, that, that they can't imagine anything. No, better. if they, if they beat Ohio state, it would obviously be something that, you know, you'd have the rest of your life. The reverse of that would be a bummer. Although it wouldn't be as painful as if you lost to Michigan, Michigan state in the national title game, that would be, that would, <laughs> that would be that you would hear at the office and at yeah, the that, gas no, that station. Would be, that would be much worse. I, that, I don't think either, either one could handle that. But uh, that's that's almost too much. But no, the Michigan fans that want Ohio State in the title game want them because Georgia is a, 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 a more difficult matchup, right? You, you, there's the unknown. Nobody and, cares um, about that. It's all about rivalries and hate and no, emotion. It's not. It's, no, it it's is. not. It's not about that. It's about who's going to give you the best chance to win the national title. At this point, what Michigan fans care most about is whatever gives them the best chance to win the whole thing. They want they a national want Ohio title. State. No, they want Ohio State. That's mis- you're not State. listening. It's about what gives you the chance to win the the national title. No, and that is Ohio State in their minds because they think of Georgia as this juggernaut, and maybe Ohio State will somehow upset them, and uh, and then that'll improve their odds. But the risk of that, the the, the pain of losing Ohio State in the national title game, is real. And Rieger pointed sure. that out, and sure. um, you clearly didn't listen to him, which is sure. not shocking. No, it uh, it makes sense. I mean, you always have to worry about that a little bit. But I think a a real fan wants to, I mean, one of the great historic rivalries and that you've owned that rivalry for two years, you know, like, oh, man, this is it's just too good to want to. No, it's not has nothing to do with being a real fan. It has to do with how you see the game. I mean, there are plenty of Michigan fans that are realistic, which would look back at the game, the Michigan State, Ohio, the Ohio State, excuse me, Ohio State, Michigan game from this year back in November not that long ago carl so god it feels like an eternity it does it feels like a decade but we look back at that game and see that michigan the ohio state controlled the line of scrimmage for most of that first half right led it's just this just plays your narrative you're into your narrative of it's all trenches and all this stuff no no, no. it has to do with the the, that ohio state looked like the better team in that first half michigan had a couple of big plays two of them to keep it within, what was it, 21 or 20 to 14? I can't remember what the score was. But they've was always the been a second-half team this year, I mean. No, but last year it was um, – or they have been a second-half team, but they, they don't normally look like they get physically handled like they did. Mm-hmm. And it turns out Ohio State kind of fell apart, and maybe, you, you know, I know a lot of Buckeyes fans think that they're soft this year and – their coach doesn't uh, coach enough toughness and all that. It's not Urban Meyer. Brian <laughs> Day. No, that's that's their. It's funny, you know. Each fan base is its own uh, its own sort of criticism. But I think that 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 Michigan fans understand that it's not a, a given that they beat Ohio State. Oh, it's not a given, but you have to like your chances if you're if you're a Michigan fan, right? I mean, everything's going your way. It's hard to beat them twice in a year, also, especially in college. Yeah, yeah, but neutral site, you know. Yeah, no, that would help a little bit. And uh, the fan, both those schools travel well, so I would imagine it'd be pretty. pretty will, there would be there would be a lot more. I think there'd be a lot more Michigan fans in LA 
It would be Ohio State fans. No, I don't know, man. That 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 fan base travels like nobody's business. I mean, they they probably travel. There, Ohio State and Alabama probably travel better than anybody. But yeah, well, don't listen to me. I just grew up in LA, worked for the Pasadena Starnies, and we covered the the Rose Bowl every year. So I saw Michigan fans all the time. So yeah, yeah right. I don't, know. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know State what I'm talking about. And you saw Ohio State fans out there, right? No, not as I'm, much. I'm yeah, only... Michigan fans were different. Wisconsin fans were close in the Big Ten for as far as how nutty they were, but Michigan fans were a different level. Well, they have a huge alumni base out there, right? For one, but I'm talking about just traveling. Ohio State's up there in the in the in the top, so you know. But again, don't don't yeah, you don't argue or don't think about facts. Oh my no, god! No, just what I see, just what I've experienced and seen. No, that, that's I'll, I'll right. That's, that. that's how that's how you do everything. Sean, you know? Sean Windsor's fact. Yeah, don't, totem. don't worry about facts. Yeah. Why why let science? I mean, listen listen to you, man. <laughs> science. <laughs> I mean, this is they don't, this is, they don't study science at Ohio State. Come on. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. I can't believe by the way, we're not even talking about TCU. Like this is a foregone. Are conclusion. they is there any chance of that? I, I guess if the Lions can lose to the Panthers, Michigan lose can lose to well, TCU in Arizona, right? They were losing to Rutgers. You know, they were losing to, I'm trying to think of who, I mean, you know, Illinois right now, is is TCU as good as yep. Illinois? I mean, they were losing to Illinois Probably until the very not. end. Yeah, you no, know? TCU's had a great season. I mean, you know. They got an got NFL talent. quarterback. Yeah, they got an NFL quarterback. They, they uh, run the ball, all right? I don't know about NFL quarterback. Of course he's going to get drafted. I mean, he's an NFL oh, quarterback. Oh, no. That's he what you might, say at this he point. He might get drafted. No, maybe. he's not. He's might. He's, he's going to get drafted. He's a third-day quarterback pick at best. He will get drafted. He's an NFL quarterback. Is he a star or, Have you seen or his a, arm a clipboard holder? And, no, he's he does not. He's not. He's. Not, I mean, he was what, second in Heisman Trophy voting. I mean, he he's had a very good season. You Have know? you seen his arm strength? Is yeah, that what it's you not really great. just asked? His accuracy, his presence in the pocket. I had to listen to you for 10 years talk about how it's not all about arm strength with Matthew Stafford, and now you're talking about uh, No, arm. I'm just saying for yeah, well, well, but that's the thing. The NFL thinks differently. I mean, they, you know, it's not everything, but you got to prove yourself in the NFL. If you don't have great arm strength, you got to make it up, make up for for it in other ways. I don't think this guy, Duggan, he really has like the tools to be like, oh yeah, this guy's our, you know, he's it's he's draftable. I mean, I'm surprised. Like Hendon Hooker, I thought would be. I mean, I think he's not even a second round pick at this point. You know, I mean, he's he's slipping. Well, he's uh, got an he's got an injury, right? I mean, that's part of it. Yeah. Man, he sounds like a line he blew, stick already. He blew, he blew his knee out. Yeah, but look Isn't at his body of work. I mean, I, I thought he would be. Yeah, maybe it is just the injury, but. Um. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Who cares if you're an NFL quarterback? You know, I mean, this is not the NFL. They're still playing college. He's good in that system, you know. Um, so they're they're Sonny Dykes has a good thing going, and they've they've caught fire. They've they've uh, they've had a great season. They they could, you know. I mean, what is Mich- Michigan is not unbeatable, you know. Like you said, I mean, Rutgers and Illinois and those games, you know. I mean, uh. Part of that is the Big Ten, you know, I think knowing your rival pretty well and getting up for these games and and it will be weird, right? Out in Arizona, you know, neutral site. I don't think, I don't know, Sean, you're the, the expert. Does TCU travel well? I don't know. No. Yeah, it's, it's a tiny little private school. So, I mean, even Duke doesn't travel that well. <gasps> if you go to a Final Four and you've got Duke, Kansas, and, you know, I don't know, Kentucky and whomever, Michigan State or Michigan or whatever. I mean, Duke will by far have the smallest fan base. Really? Is yeah. it just Krzyzewskiville? Is that what they're built on? And the yeah, it's just, I mean, they, they do have they do have fans that are non, you know, North Carolina residents, non-Duke Duke people, a lot like, uh, I don't know, the Cowboys or the Yankees have fans or the Lakers. But, um, but they, yeah, no, they don't, they don't travel that well at all. They just don't have that many alums. I mean, North yeah. Carolina is, right? That's the school. Yeah. They're like Michigan that way. It's like Michigan football. Lots of lots of college football fans in our state who didn't go to Michigan love Michigan. Well, it's the same with North Carolina basketball. Not so much with Duke. Yeah. So, no, that makes sense. You're right. Your alumni base, the size of the school, all that stuff, you know. Yeah, it's just small, small private colleges don't don't travel. 
all that well, you know? So it's just kind of, it's science, man. Uh, we were talking about science earlier. It's science. How, so, how long of a flight is it from Fort Worth to, uh, to, to where? Phoenix? To where well, from, it would be from Dallas. And um, because the airport. Dallas, Fort Worth. Yeah. Actually, the airport's in neither. So sorry. It's, uh, <laughs> I want to say. I think I've been there. I know. Yeah, it's Irving. It's uh from it, it's longer than you think. It'd be two at least two hours. Yeah, it's not too bad. I mean, because you think about it, you've got to go. I mean, Dallas Fort Worth is somewhat east in Texas, and Texas is massive. So you have to go over three quarters of Texas, and then over New Mexico, and then um, you know halfway over Arizona. So it's a little bit longer than you think. You would think, oh, yeah, they're right next to... Somebody was talking about that not that long ago, Carl's. Oh, well, it'd be an easy flight for them. I'm like, no, it's, I bet it's 220 in the air. And from Detroit to Phoenix, it's 315, depending on, depending on you know, three and a half, maybe, depending on headwinds. So... Uh, That's all it is? 315? Well, on the way back. Sorry, it's probably three and a half there with headwinds. Huh. Yeah. You should get your uh, you should get your license your your pilot's license, Sean. I think you you like your your aviation fan. I am an aviator. What I wanted to do when I was a kid, for sure. Like when I went to the, the I don't want to get totally nerdy, <laughs> nerdy, nerdy here. This isn't nerdy. This is just, uh, but it's it's simple though. It's like when, when I went when the Jets played the Lions. The flight to Newark was an hour and four minutes because we had a tailwind, right? So the flight back to Detroit from Newark was an hour and 35 minutes. So a half an hour difference. Yeah. All Plus right. all the, all the, uh, the tears from crying Lions fans waiting, you know, adding extra weight to the, the plane. Yeah. No, and sometimes back. you, when you go into that area, you can really get vectored and you can circle. And, um, I mean, you got three major airports within what, 15 miles, 20 miles. Yeah. And then plus white planes, which is close. So that's think about that. You got JFK, Newark and LaGuardia. All right there. How'd you like to control that airspace? <laughs> you make your money, man. That's that's uh, that's those. All those airports are terrible too. I think they're Newark is uh, Newark has gotten a little bit better. Um, plus, there's a train to Newark, which is which is helpful, and there's a train to JFK. Laguardia is the one. There's, you got the, one of the the best public train system or subway system in the country. Or at least the most comprehensive, and there's no train to Laguardia, right? So you got a bus. But, Isn't Laguardia? Uh, doesn't Laguardia have a like a pod system? Like when you at the airport, a little bit, and they they confusing. The Laguardia is getting redone, mm. and the the terminals themselves are nicer. Newark has been redone a little bit. I've not been to JFK in a while, but um, you can take the train from JFK. Maybe you know. In in any case, how did we get into all this? You want to be you want to be uh, Maverick Mitchell. That's a that's your dream to be a naval aviator. No, so. I didn't want to be a. I didn't want to be. A, we did watch that on Christmas Eve, by the way. Did you watch the better original movie first, or did you oh, just no, watch? You, you pretend you it didn't exist. No, no, are you kidding me? That, <laughs> that's not a very good movie. No, we watched oh, uh, Top yeah, Gun yeah. Maverick. It's just on TNT every weekend. It's not a good movie. Yeah, well, so is a lot of stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean? Blanca. Yeah, right. What's you're going to put Top Gun up there with Casablanca. It's the it's the Casablanca of uh, fighter jet movies. Oh my god, I can't believe you said that. I need time to heal after that and to get my <laughs> to get my head right. Let's we got to do break. rankings. By the way, we were talking about doing this. We got to do like end of the year story rankings, maybe movies. We need to do like movie rankings. Yeah, I don't know that I would do that with you necessarily if you think Top Gun's <gasps> a good movie, but I would do sports rankings. Okay. Story of the year. No, we can do whatever you want, man. You're the boss. But let's take one more quick break, and we'll be right back with more Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. And you got your favorite thing to, to, to tell us about. So I look forward to that. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Phil Friend, the host and producer of Spartan Speak, a podcast collaboration between the Detroit Free Press and Lansing State Journal focusing on Michigan State sports. Each week, I'm joined by the OGs of the MSU podcasting game, 
free beat writer Chris Lowry, and LSJ sports columnist Graham Couch as we discuss and dissect the latest sports news coming out of East Lansing. Not only is Spartan Speak one of, if not the longest-running MSU sports podcast out there, you won't find a show with two people as clued into the Spartans as Chris and Graham, each of whom has spent a decade-plus covering MSU and bring years of institutional knowledge and insight to the podcast. And once in a while, they'll let me throw out a take as well. Along with discussing the latest news, we'll break down the Spartans' last game in the hardwood and the gridiron. What went right? What went wrong? Jet sweep. Again? For both Mel Tucker and Tom Izzo, get you ready for the next game, make predictions, and so much more. We can also guarantee at least one reference to Kalamazoo every podcast. So if you haven't already, download, subscribe, and listen to Spartans Speak on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or on your podcast app of choice. Welcome back to Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Carlos, uh, it's time. It's been a few weeks since I've heard your favorite thing, at least, you know, directly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, so, I, I appreciate it. I'd I mean, like to I, hear it. I like last last week was your uh, reading, your, your column, basically citing, referencing your own column. Um, that about was, my son? No, about about your friend Amy and, uh, you know, the tortured fans and all that stuff for the Lions. So, oh, um, yeah. Mark gave us the idea that to have yeah. a, a sports one and a non-sports one. I, thought yeah, that I did fun. like that. That was fun, actually. Maybe we should incorporate that. But that's a lot of work for you because you you struggle to steal my one favorite thing. So you're going to have to steal two favorite things from me. So that might be might be asking a lot, Sean. Yeah, no, I'll uh, I'll come up with something. <laughs> What's your favorite thing? My favorite thing was uh, having my uh, my break last week, um, and I was really sports free. Um, and I was working. I think we were talking about this a little bit off camera. Maybe with Andrew, I was talking about it, but it was part of the challenge of sometimes when you're on off, when you're on vacation or away from work, is to not think about work. And in our business. You know, it's such a mental game, you know, always thinking about what am I going to do? What's what's my next story idea? What am I, you know, who th- this is interesting. And when listening to your podcast last week certainly brought up a lot of ideas. And boy, I wish I, oh, if I was writing a column about the Panthers game, it would have been so different, you know, and, um, you know, which is healthy, I think, you know, it's to always be engaged, but you have to work hard sometimes to be disengaged. And, uh, and, you know, enjoy life in the moment for, for where you are in your life. And where I was in my life was not working, um, at all. And it was, it was enjoyable. Um, but it took a little while to get there. And I just really enjoyed, um, you know, being at home. My kids are home from college for the first time. They just started school. So having the the house full again and doing all the fun things, you know, the Christmas stuff and getting the tree and, and, you know, arguing over music and, and presents and shopping and all this stuff. And I, I get, a, I got a, we, my wife and I binged the first season of the white Lotus, um, which is really fun. We had a lot of fun watching that. Um, and it was just, it was just a nice, especially this time of year when things get really hectic and I know, you know, kind of watching from afar, you know, watching you work, watching my other, our other colleagues work and, and everything. And I was, I, th- that's the one thing I did. I hope Anjanette's hearing this. So I, I want to make sure she, she listened to this, but uh, uh, I did read freak.com. That's the one thing is, cause it's a pleasure. That's not work. It is fun to read the newspaper, you know, and it's actually old school form, but also digitally on freak.com. Make sure you subscribe. I'm sure we're running some specials right now. Sean gets a 10% cut of all subscriptions. So make sure you I wish. subscribe early. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was fun, man, just to have that downtime. And, but it took a little while to get settled into it and to really step back from work, stop thinking about it, forcing yourself like, no, 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 no. I'm thinking about a column idea. Don't, don't think about it. Don't think about what's going to happen. Don't just, just, you know, and it was, the funny thing was I wanted to text you and Briquette and some other friends from work. I wanted to reach out to them. And I was like, you know, unfortunately, once you start that path, sometimes it devolves, it gets into like the work stuff and Hey, don't forget, make sure you ask this, you know, whatever. And I was like, I had to resist that temptation. Um, but I'm really fun. I'm really glad to be back and in the mix. And I, I did miss, I missed you. I missed Andrew. I missed all our other friends and coworkers. Um, and as you know, it's been a tough time. Our top editor, Peter Baccio, who's going to be, you know, thanked yet again at the end of this podcast, you know, he's leaving, it's been announced and that's going to be hard, a hard transition. 
um, for the staff, for us. Um, but it, it was an enjoyable time. That was my favorite thing, spending a week of uh, self-reflection and, um, and trying to enjoy it, Sean. Oh, it's nice. Steal really, that now. I really don't have anything to add to that or <laughs> top that. I, uh, steal it. Take it. Come on. I mean, I enjoyed uh, my break too, I guess, right? I don't know. Did you? Oh, you yeah. You like it. Yeah, no, it was too short, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, my favorite thing, Carlos, uh, let's go back to North Carolina. I don't have the same, I mean, I have roots in different parts of the South. I was a military kid and lived in different parts of the world, too. So maybe sometimes it gets old. Oh, you know, I used to be there, 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 whatever, whatever. But um, I did live in North Carolina. I was a little, little, little tiny guy. My brother was born there. Not in Charlotte, though. <clears throat> but in any case, I do have um, some really good friends there. And no family left at this point. But... Um, I don't know, Carlos. We had to go down, so we had this, you know, weather system coming, right? And flights were getting canceled, and we decided to try to uh, be smart, and so we went down a day earlier than we normally would for a Lions trip. And I say, I shouldn't say we. I did. I didn't know Dave Burkett was also going to do that. He was going to try, and of course, that's Dave. He was going to say, yeah, "I'm going to take my chances on Friday." And the game was on Friday Saturday, night at midnight, yeah. and I'm just going to go down at the last minute on Friday and take my chances. So. Uh, Kirk and I had actually talked about, it. I don't want to get too much inside baseball. The idea that I would, there was a chance I'd be the only one there. Right. That's scary. So, uh, yeah, no, you just would have, it would have actually do been. real work instead of writing a column. No, yeah. I, yeah, you're right. I probably could have written the grades, but, um, uh, give everybody F's. That would have been, yeah, that would have been really hard. <laughs> it would have been a pluses. Come on. Yeah. That would have been really, really difficult to do that. Um, in any case, yeah, no, the, 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 the great work that the great Dave Burkett does is is between the week. It's like a great coach getting the team ready. You know, the game is kind of, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, uh, yeah. In any case, um, I didn't know he was going to come down early, too. It turns out everybody went down early, which is smart because the hundreds and hundreds of flights got canceled Friday. And I don't think we would have, yeah. You imagine not having Dave there? And it, it was... Uh, you know, I'm glad he did that. So you got down there Thursday. Yeah, we all did. Okay. I didn't know Dave got down there early until I saw him because he huddles up. I huddled up. I had, <laughs> I had people. Then we got the news about Peter on Friday, and that was kind of, yeah. Anyway, uh, I landed Thursday at around lunchtime, and it was raining, and I was kind of tired, and I thought, ah, I can just go check in. Or I can suck it up because I haven't been down here in a while and get in my car and uh, drive to Lexington, North Carolina, which is about an hour northeast of Charlotte an on the way on the way to Greensboro. It's not far from Greensboro, on the way to Raleigh, um, Durham. And it's uh, it's sort of the center of North Carolina barbecue. There is a little bit of west east because North Carolina is so wide, right, in terms of its barbecue. But um, – but that's kind of the cradle of barbecue in a way, in in that in that area, and it's where the idea of pulled pork comes from. And are you gonna, vinegar, are you going to tell us you had a McRib sandwich? Is this and, what this and vinegar to? and vinegar based sauce um, on a coleslaw and so forth? And I don't usually get pulled pork when I go out because I can do it reasonably well at home. So I tend to get things out that are much harder to do at home, like brisket. Brisket, right, the, the yeah. best example. It's, That's where your money is well spent. Brisket. It's really, really hard to make, and um, and pulled pork is just more forgiving to make at home, and when you smoke it. In any case, this place, Lexington Number One, it's called. It's Lexington Barbecue. It's just yeah, little little place kind of out in the, on the edge of a small little town is um is worth making the trip to, and it's worth getting pork for. They they only do pulled pork, or they do it chopped if you want, and uh, they slice it too. And that's, but that's all, that's the only barbecue they have. And then they have hush puppies, baked beans, and fries. Do they do burnt ends? No, they don't, they don't do burnt ends. So you can get it on a platter or you can get it in a sandwich. And, um, and so I made the drive. And uh, even though I was kind of uh, trying not to nod off and it was raining, and I was like, uh, what am I doing? Heavy traffic <laughs> for a while until you get out of the country. And then it was kind of, anyway, you walk in and I immediately hear that accent, Carlos. In a way that you don't even hear in Charlotte, because Charlotte's the new south. It's a lot like Atlanta. There are people there from all over the, the country and uh, the world. But I 
could hear that accent. And I miss that accent as somebody who spent a lot of my life in the South. And they're like, sit down, have a seat. They bring me, I get my hush puppies are the best hush puppies I've ever eaten. And a, and a sandwich and a little something to drink. And the owner had, had sat me and then he comes back over half an hour later. I kind of remembered him. I hadn't been there in four or five years probably. And he comes back and he wants to know how I was doing. We get to talking. Turns out he's got a neighbor out on his farm who's lives from who's from the UP. And that was kind of fun. So he leaves. We're talking about desserts. He's like, well, we got peach cobbler today. And he tells me what else. And I said, how about that chocolate pie, meringue pie? And he walks away and he comes back with a slice of chocolate pie. And he says, Merry Christmas. This is on the house. Aww. And that accent of his. And I just thought, okay. This is this is why I love the South. This he is just, he the, just said you have to mention it on the podcast. That's all. Give him a, give him a no, mention. No, he did. He didn't at all. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was great. Chocolate was, meringue pie. No, it, the the pie was delicious and homemade uh-huh. and so forth. But the but the barbecue and the experience and the accents and just that kind of the mirth in there. It was fun. It was my, it was it was fun. My family lives in Chapel Hill, and. Uh, it's not the South. I don't, I don't get those. It's rare. It's, it's a different, it's a university area, obviously, you know, it's like, it does not feel like North Carolina at all. Yeah, no, it's, it's funny how much that's, that's changed. Yeah, no, for sure. And Charlotte's similar, you know, I mean, you, you can hear accents here and there, especially people that grew up there, maybe. And yeah. have a certain generation, but I just, I just love that. You know, I love to, yeah. I, I did it one night in Charlotte. I went to a Southern joint and, um, and and had some grits and shrimp and grits and so forth and that was great. Didn't hear any accents, mm. but um, but I love those kind of places too. And 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 I don't know how much time Andrew spent in the South, but uh, but he might tell you. Yeah, exactly. He's giving us a thumbs up. <laughs> and one of the things I love most too is you go down there and the and the restaurant, those kind of restaurants especially, the crowds are really mixed. It's just a lot more integrated. And I know that sounds maybe crazy to some people up north who wouldn't think of the south that way um you know down south people still worship in a segregated way as they do up here and everywhere most places in this country but restaurants down there especially certain kind of restaurants meat and threes southern cooking barbecue you know they're they're pretty integrated in a way that's uh that's different you run your happy Reconnecting yeah. with the South and eating this yeah. genuine barbecue and all. Oh, this. No, the barbecue. Did you take Briquette with you at least, or no? No, he, I didn't know he was. In he town. had his chicken nuggets in his in his I hotel didn't room. Even know, I didn't even know he was in town. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> no, it's it's uh, it's it's a great part of the country for sure. And that was uh, that was my favorite thing. The the bite of the barbecue, man. It's hard to beat that. Your ratatouille moment. Oh uh, yeah, my mom didn't make that, so it didn't take me all the way all the way back. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, man. We've been. Uh, it's good to be back, but we need to we need to let these poor readers, or excuse me, listeners, get on with our lives, don't we? Yes, it's been too long. Sorry, guys. Yeah, sorry. We apologize. Andrew's like, come on, can we get the heck out of here? <laughs> He's not Ooh, editing the show. Yeah. He doesn't care. He don't, Ooh, look at that smile on his face. He doesn't I, care. Uh, he doesn't. Let matter. the world burn. Who, this who is Robin thinking? Chan's. Problem now. I don't care. Who we think of besides Robin Chan and Andrew Hammond, who uh, both you know both uh, producers to make this happen. Who we thinking? And we got so much movement. I, we can still thank Peter Batia, the executive editor, because we shouldn't thank him anymore. He's going to be around for another. Yeah. What are we thanking him for? Leaving us? I mean, come yeah, on. Exactly. Thanks yeah. a lot, Peter. No. Oh, I want to go play golf where it's warm or whatever <laughs> excuse he's using. You know what I mean? <laughs> or he wants to go to more baseball games. Peter's a baseball guy like you. Smart man. Yeah. Okay. We got to thank executive editors, co-executive editors, Anjanette Delgado, who I promise you to get mentioned more. And producer. Uh, and uh, and producer. Uh, and Kirkland Crawford, sports editor and executive producer. And of course, let's just do it for old time's sake. Peter Batia, editor of the Free Press. We just thanked him. How many times are we going to thank him? You know what? You never know. I've said this before, Sean. Someone's your boss once, they could be your boss again. So you never know down the road. That's true. I could be carrying his bag on a golf course in Scottsdale. <laughs> I don't actually know. You would be, be the worst caddy. You would be the worst caddy. I don't know. If don't, I, caddied, oh. I caddied for a living when I was a kid. I really? don't. Uh, no, nah, yeah. nah, it's different, though. You couldn't do it anymore. Why not? You're, it's oh, too because I, I have no I have no car, cartilage in my knees. What's that? 
<laughs> it's too subservient of a role. You'd question the whole uh, no, dynamic of it. No, uh, I don't mind. I don't mind if I'm on the, that end of it. You know what I mean? I don't want to be. Why am I carrying your bag? Why aren't you no, carrying mine? That, you don't understand. That's how you, again, this is what we talk about when we go to therapy. It's not all about <laughs> you. If you, that's how you would think, but I am the opposite. I would be much more uncomfortable having somebody a bag carry for me. And if you knew me at all, you'd know that. Do do me a favor. Next time I sold to Detroit, ask Elric and Fellhauer, what kind of a caddy would you be? Because you'd be a the slow worst. one. I'd be a slow one, but I wouldn't be resentful. I would not want anybody carrying my bag. That's the difference. That's true. That's, that's true. What I agree would with make that. me. That's what would make me yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, but you would also hate being a caddy too. I didn't mind when I was young, as long as I got the cartilage in the knees and the ligaments are okay, you're, you're, you're totally fine. In any case, uh, look, uh, we, we want to thank you all for listening. We thank you for listening every week. Just glad you spent a little bit of time with us. Uh, you can obviously, as Mark Felhauer pointed out, if you listen to this, you know where to find podcasts. I mean, we're obviously in the places everybody finds podcasts. The important thing is to subscribe and uh, yeah. to like us and to rate us. That, that's what matters. You know, that's, yes. what, move, that's what moves the needle. Uh, so please so please do that and uh, you know please keep putting up with this or at least for one more week I don't know if I have a podcast after next week but we'll see (laughs) All right, good to have you back man good to be back thanks Sean good to see you and uh, enjoy I don't know the new year you too same to you enjoy the Lions enjoy the Lions and to our listener and to our listeners yeah Happy holidays, uh, happy early new year, and uh, we will talk with you all next week.